right, we are live here with my man, Anthony. And today, guys, you are, Anthony, you are part of the Painless Wholesaling Podcast, where we try to make doing real estate and wholesaling painless for people because it can be painful sometimes if you don't know what you're doing. Am I right? <laughs> it can be oh, painful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. And, uh, you know, for people that don't know who you are, uh, do you want to give like a quick 30-minute introduction so they can get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, just to preface this this way, Nathan was on uh, my podcast not too long ago, right? He, he yeah, last on, week, I think. Yeah, actually, December 14th. Um, if you want to check out his episode, uh, look us up under Discovering Multifamily. I'm a host of a Multifamily Podcast. Nathan talked about uh, wholesaling and uh, we talked about how they can jumpstart a real estate career. So that's uh, episode 218 on December 14th. So check us, check him out there. Is it already up by the way? I want to, yeah, it's, okay. it's up. If I didn't tag you in it, I apologize. You should have been tagged, but um, yeah, I'm going to check it out right, it. right after this. I'm checking it out. Awesome. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, your episode has a quite a bit, quite a bit of listeners already. So um, let's definitely go. check them out. But real, you know, make a long story short. Uh, my name is Anthony Scandariato, as as Nathan said. I'm the co-founder of Red Knight Properties, and we're a privately held boutique multifamily and mixed-use real estate investment and property management company. And um, we have about, as Nathan said, about a thousand units, give or take. Uh, we sold some, so actually it would have been more. So yeah. it's kind of we keep hovering around the thousand unit mark when we sell and then we buy again. You know, a multifamily, so. Uh, Garden style, typically apartment buildings, I would say, you know, one to two story walk up apartment buildings, I would say, you know, in terms of class, class C, class B, mm -hmm. uh, we like to call them workforce housing, which, you know, typically we're an hour or so, maybe an hour, hour to two hours with, within a major metropolitan uh, area. So we like to invest in secondary slash tertiary markets that are more suburban, uh, maybe a little bit of infill urban. Um, but, you know, we're in six different states right now. Uh, I'm currently based in uh, New Jersey. Uh, to put it in perspective, it's where I live is about 45 minutes west of uh, Midtown Manhattan. Mm. Um, so, yeah, East Coast um, sponsor. But, you know, uh, I started out acquiring um, two family properties, which are more buy and hold situations. I actually still own uh, a couple of them uh, to this day. And... Um, wanted to scale up from that. I used to work for another real estate operator buying uh, doing similar deals to what we're doing now. We're usually going into properties that have been mismanaged or have just been owned by a long-term owner, mm -hmm. hasn't kept up with the market, hasn't really kept up with the improvements. We go in there, clean it up, get better tenants in, uh, improve the property, whether that's through interior um, or exterior renovations. We're talking kitchens, bathrooms, floors, monument signage, landscaping, et cetera. And, um, you know, get the rents up and then depends upon, you know, the business plan and the vintage of the asset. But sometimes we'll do a cash out refinance um, or we'll, you know, we'll just hold it or we'll sell. So we'll, there's many different um, scenarios and each each deal is different. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I started. So I started with the twos, buy and holds. I did a couple of two family flips, uh, which went well uh, with partners. Um, so kind of took that experience and then bought, um, you know, a 10 unit with my business partner. He's my business partner now. And then together we bought about 70 units together. Wow. And then we did a couple of cash out refiles and a couple sales. So we were able to use that experience and we brought on additional partners slash investors into, you know, 50 plus unit 
you know, 50 to 200 units, $5 million to $20 million apartment complexes. And it's via syndication model. I'm sure you heard that term. Of course, yeah. Basically means, you know, putting together resources to do bigger deals. And obviously you had a lead sponsor and that's what we are. So, um, so yeah, so it's been a great ride. Um, we've gone full cycle, like I was mentioning, from acquiring to, you know, rehabbing to refinancing and then selling on probably a dozen deals. Um, I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. Uh, part-time, I've been doing it four years and then really the full-time has been, you know, the past few years. So um, yeah, it's been a wild ride. What did you do before you were, uh, you said you worked for an investor. Was that what you were doing? And then you went full-time into doing your own thing? Correct. So I worked for another a real estate uh, operator and sponsor, uh, but they were buying office buildings. Um, so I helped grow their company. And then on the side, I, you know, bought the two families and I bought, you know, the 10 units, I bought the 70 units with my partner. Um, so that was all kind of leading up to doing the syndications, doing the bigger deals. Um, and then yes, uh, early 2020, I, I went full time. So it's been almost three years full time. Yeah. Um, so, wow. Sounds like you're crushing it, man. I mean, that's a lot of units. So you, you went from seven, when did you get your first 71? When was that? Uh, that was between 2018 it's basically 2018. So it's taken you a couple of years to get all to a thousand, but that's pretty impressive. That's amazing, actually. I, I uh, believe, like, I mean, I'm assuming, I think that's fast, right? Yeah. I mean, I worked for the real estate company for about, I think it was three years before I bought the two family, my first property on my own. So I didn't buy that until 2016. So basically from 2016 to 2020 was all this part-time, you know, Smaller deals, right? Did, did you have experience in real estate before working for that uh, company for the three years? Um, no, I had uh, other business experience. Uh, I was in a different industry altogether. Um, what did you? What was that? Just curious. It was uh, consumer products and retail. Uh, okay. We were selling sunglasses and sweaters. Oh, so cool! It's very entrepreneurial, but it was, it was totally different. You feel like that helped you uh, with where you're at right now? Absolutely. You learn a lot, a lot of skills from business transfer into real estate, what I've been uh, yeah. realizing. So it's been great. Wow. That's freaking, that's freaking awesome, man. So tell me, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine owning a thousand units right now. Cause I'm, I'm a wholesaler in, in the mm -hmm. sense where I'm just churning and burning and selling deals and, and making money that way. And obviously I want to get to that point, but what what is that like to own that many properties is it, is are you making like crazy amounts of cash flow is it like is it hard to sleep because you got a thousand units and you're not sure like what will happen like tell me how you how that how that goes uh, so yeah we're in different states too um so we have management teams i have a property management company so i have um i have a staff mm -hmm. um, i have a property manager who works for us um, who kind of oversees our on-site staff, which is our on-site property manager. And then we have a typically a, a on-site leasing agent. So for every hundred units, we usually have um, a staff of probably three people. So mm -hmm. on-site super maintenance technician and then a leasing agent. Maybe the maintenance tech has an assistant. Depends on the deal. Um, so I have, I, I sleep at night. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning, I don't think I did much cause I was just very nervous starting out taking, especially when you have other people's money. You know, right. Okay. Out. So that's kind of what I was wondering uh, like if, if it was, it was nerve wracking to, to have all that. But if, I mean, if you're buying them at the right price, I guess it's not uh, that nerve wracking, right? No. And if you feel really confident in your business plan and like, like the first deal that I did, 
with other partners outside of myself and my partner. And we invest too, right? So our money's mm-hmm. going to work at the same time. Um, was pretty local. Like I can like we were actually managing the property, just him and I, uh, for the first like four months together. So nice. we we could just drive a half an hour. We were there. So I actually wasn't that. It wasn't that nerve wracking because we started quickly having success and getting rents higher than we thought. And, you know, we had to maneuver around a lot of the tenants, but that's a long story. Um, and we were able to do it pretty quickly. Um, I try to work as quickly as possible. Um, it, but to answer your question, it comes down to feeling confident that you have the right team in place. I mean, I had to, I've had to fire people. I've had to fire more people than we hire. So, yes. um, you know, particularly like maintenance and contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thankfully I've had the same property management team. I have a bookkeeper as well. I've mm-hmm. had that going on, um, you know, hundred percent retention there. Um, but yeah, it's the contracting and the maintenance could be, there's a high, it's a high turnover uh, employment. So uh, we, I try to do everything I can to minimize that. Is, is your goal when you buy uh, apartments, is it cash flow? Is it equity? Is it an equity play? Is it, does it differ depending in the state? Depends on the deal. Um, and it depends on the market cycle. Um, you know, it depends on the motivation. It comes down to motivation of the seller. Like we just picked up another 104 units um, in a different state and, you know, had, a, it was from a long-term seller. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he actually developed the property. It was oh, built wow. in like 88 and he's kept the rents the same, like hasn't touched it for wow. I mean, 30 years. So, That's nice. uh, so, you know, so like there's those types of loss to lease plays we're going after now uh, might not really be cash flowing that much going in, but I mean, you know, you're going to get a pop um, with those. So, so there's some of those types of deals. Uh, a lot of the deals we did in the past few years have been more value heavy. It's kind of been a mix between cash flow and equity. We, we like to see both uh, quite honestly, but um, depends on the market cycle too. Um, it's, it's, it's usually, a, it's usually a combination. Is it hard raising the funds for those deals? Like syndicate syndicating those deals? Um, I'd say it comes down to having, I mean, you have to have a good network, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to, it comes down to performance, right? So, I mean, a lot of the deals that we've sold or refinanced, I, I usually have an investment lined up after that mm-hmm. for my partners and, a lot of them come back in mm. and then I have a bunch of new people that want to come in. So it's kind of a nice mix every time we do a new deal. Got it. Um, so as long as you're performing and you're doing what you said you're going to do, um, it's, it, it gets easier. It's not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's, uh, it does get a little bit easier. Um, so right now I have more equity than deals. Okay. That's just the reality. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, how did you find that 104 unit? That sounds like a great deal. How did you find that? Um, we sold four properties in New Jersey and Pennsylvania at the end of Q, early Q4 of 2022. And um, we kind of had, we, we were under contract like early Q3. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew that these were going to be selling and we knew this is the, this is the type of equity we're going to have to play with. So I, I kind of just networked my ass off with um, different brokerage communities Mm-hmm. in different states and came across this opportunity just actually happenstance through one of the brokers of a property that we sold in Florida, put us in touch with this one and it kind of right, kind of right place, right time 
situation. Yeah, I, I feel like that's how it works a lot in the uh, multifamily space. It's like just being out there and networking. Because I don't, I heard there's not like a MLS for for multifamily. It's it's LoopNet, right? And yeah. it's just it's just like a lot of working with brokers. Is is that how it works? Yeah, uh, LoopNet a lot of it's garbage. So it's you know you're not going to see the off market deals on there. You just it comes down to relationships, just like it. Real estate is a relationship business. I'd say, I say every single deal we bought, I don't think has been on LoopNet. I don't think any any of them have. Actually, one, one that me and my partner just bought together. But, but that to answer your question before, that one was more for cash flow. Um, so, but yeah, I, it comes down to relationships. Have have any deals gone sideways, like where it's like you've you've gotten completely destroyed? You did your numbers wrong, or you know, you, yeah, anything like that. No, uh, thank God. Um, yeah. You know, I think things like this one deal we bought in September in Ohio. Um, we're and to put it in perspective, we're in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Now we're in Alabama, Florida. Um, I like. We were in New York State. We got out of there. Did well there. Yeah. Um, like the one in Ohio we just bought. Actually, we were getting higher rents than we thought, but mm-hmm. like it's taking longer to lease them up. Now, I don't know if it's seasonality or, or what, but uh, we're still getting them. It's just taking longer. Um, so I think that's bothering me right now, but I think we're going to get through it. It's probably just seasonality thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, 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 nothing has gone bad. Um, knock on wood. Um, yeah, it comes sure. down to um, debt structure too. Like, you know, if you put on short-term debt and I'm talking like, oh, I see a lot of these guys put, you know, 12 to 24 month debt on the property that's floating rate. And obviously, as you're aware of, you know, you and your audience were in a rising rate environment. Um, and if you don't hit your business plan and it comes down, it comes time to pay the note back, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Um, right. yeah. I'm seeing a lot of potential opportunities with that specific situation. Is hopefully it, come up. Are those, yeah. I'm not very familiar with the space, but are those bridge loans? Is that like those yeah. people were uh did short term and then they're refinancing into needing to refinance into potentially a higher rate yeah and listen you could take i've taken bridge loans out mm-hmm. before i have so i have bridge loans on my books not that much mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that we have is very low leverage so low ltv um and the business plan is like already done mm-hmm. which is now we kind of figure out all right we're going to sell we're going to refi out of this loan i know a lot of guys who just put bridge loans on the property they levered up 80 percent and they didn't they didn't raise any rents or if they did only a small portion of them and their notes coming due in the next three months are they going to get rocked they're going to get rocked in my opinion gosh that's so what what opportunities do you think are going to be available for you and other investors with all these bridge loans that are out there of over leveraged people i think there's a database called trep that they reported 1400 multifamily units or apartment complexes um, over a hundred units are facing are at the risk of default in 2023 Mm -hmm. and 2024. And I guess they're looking at debt service coverage ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, so I think there'll be some opportunities. I don't think we'll see them yet early on in the year. I think it'll be middle towards the end of 23. So I'd like to find some of those. I'd like to still find opportunities where, very similar to the one we just acquired, long-term owner. I mean, I actually prefer that over a failed sponsor, to be honest yeah, with you. Right. So. What do you do to incentivize uh, the the people to to lend money to you? Do you, do you give a good rate? Do you 
what I don't know much about raising funds. So how how do you incentivize people to like? Yeah. You? Um. Well, hopefully, I don't need to incentivize them. They, they at this point, if they want to do it, they want to come in. If not, right. Whatever. Uh, but you know, we usually offer. Um, you know, it's an alternative investment, right? So we're looking. It's a little bit longer. It's not as liquid as a stock market. You can buy and sell anytime. You can't do that in real estate. There are ways to finagle it, but mm-hmm. really. You need to look at this as a longer term investment and we target, you know, three to five years per each deal. Usually it's usually five. I've gotten out of deals within 18 months, but we project five, right? Mm-hmm. So over that five year period, we're looking at a target return of 15%. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't promise that. I don't guarantee it. Yeah, You, you can't um, guarantee anything, right? Cause then it you gets know. you in that spot. Yeah. So we, and it's reasonable, um, you know, for that time period. You said so, a fifteen percent return. Is that what fifteen percent internal rate of return? Yep, yep. That's great. Yeah, uh, but that takes time, and that's the time value money calculation. And when you face when you look at alternative investments, you know, I mean, the stock market's taking a dive in twenty twenty two. I don't know what the hell's going to happen in twenty three, yeah. twenty four. But just when you compare historical averages, this is higher than you know uh, uh, the the stock market S and P right. or Dow you know return for ten years or whatever it is. A little bit higher, so a little bit more risk. But now you got this, this bonds, and you know there's other things you can invest in. But we still think that it's a good target return. Okay. What do you take? I mean, are you able to tell me like what percentage do you take? Like thirty percent of you know the earnings? Like I'm just curious. Um, because I've talked. Yeah, to every doing. deal is different. We have the management company, so obviously we you know charge management fees. But honestly, a lot of it goes towards overhead. So right, you know it is what it is. We have, we have to pay a manager anyway. So there's that. And then um, really, really where we make our money is on a refinance or a sale. So you have to perform. So not really too much on the cash flow just because you're rehabbing it. You're not making too much money because you're having to put the money into it. Well, if it's cash flowing, then yeah, you do make money right away. Um, but typically the way it works is, you know, we pay out a quarterly distribution. I try to target at least an 8%. Uh, we, we, we pay an 8%, pref- it's called a preferred return. Mm-hmm. So I have to give you 8% basically every single year of, of your investment dollars at a minimum, and then your money back, return of capital. And then you mentioned the 30% number. Um, so after you get your money back, depending upon what the profit split is, it's usually a 70% to my partner Got and it. 30% to us. Yeah. So you, that's typically how it works. That's typically, okay. That's what I, that's what I yeah. thought. Now, yeah. when you're raising money, is there... Uh, a certain amount where you're like, Hey, I'm not interested in working with people that don't at least bring a hundred, 200,000 to the table. Yeah. Any- um, my minimum is usually 50,000. I have some younger folks. Like I, I had like a 20 year old, I had a 21 year old. I let them in at 25. I mean, just certain situations, but a couple of those guys who came in at 25 are now putting in hundred thousand, 150,000. Wow. It's like, yeah. Huh. So, um, it's, it's deal by deal. I mean, I have some people, 500 i mean i have some larger people but those have been with us from the beginning so yeah usually it's fifty thousand. I, I think that's a good number but it also depends how large the deal is usually we're bringing in three to five million each time we're doing a deal so i'll have maybe 20 30 people typically okay so so in your business what would you say is like the thing that you need the most is it is it more money is it more deals uh, more better employees that can manage your deals what what, what do you need uh, I think the more deals, um, I think the management's pretty good right now. Uh, obviously, it could always use better systems, but definitely more opportunities. 
I haven't really looked yet. I don't even know what's out there for 2023, yeah. trying to close the year out. Yeah, um, for sure. But we'll see what's out there. But yeah, obviously, more deals the better. Uh, okay. Moving forward. So not not so much the money aspect because you it sounds like you said you have more equity than deals, right? You have more. more yeah, right. Right now, yes. It's good. That's a good spot to be in, right? <laughs> be cash heavy going into a recession. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, is there anything um, that you want to kind of talk about uh, specifically in your business, or let let my my people know? I mean, my, my people that are in this are mainly new newer to the industry, but I think yeah. multifamily is super important to like get into. I don't think you want to stay in the wholesale game forever. I think it's a good strategy to have, but you definitely want to level up and start acquiring property. So, anything yeah. you want to say about that? I know people who still wholesale that are multifamily owners or whatever. Um, it's a good business. Um, you know, it, it's a, it could be a volume business depending mm-hmm. on, you know, or what you're looking for, or what markets you're in. Um, I would say, you know, if you're trying to wholesale and you get really good wholesale fees, and if you want to buy multifamily, try to save up from your wholesale fees, learn right. as much as you can, and then use that as you know, an investment or down payment on a, a small multifamily property or, you know, you can invest with someone like us, you know, to see how it works or whatever. So I, I, I've heard of people doing that. I have real estate brokers who like invest with us and uh, they're commission based. So every time they do a deal, they, they're usually like, all right, what else you got going on? Um, yeah. So I wouldn't say all your money, but I would, you know, say a good portion, you know, definitely yeah. want to get invested in something. Do, do you think for someone that's new, they would, try to do the the strategy of raising the funds and then doing a refinance or do you feel like they should just go straight to the bank and and get a loan at the beginning yeah um to get to do multifamily right away yeah like if you're new right if you're brand new to it yeah i i wouldn't recommend that um i would you know like you said get your feet with the wholesaling maybe buy a couple smaller multifamilies or you know, invest with a sponsor, figure out how that process works, Got it. learn from them and then do it. You know, you could probably do your own. I, I've encountered actually very recently some first time multifamily owners. Um, and I don't, and now they have so much problems. Like they were walking me through their issues and I was like, I don't even know how you put this together <laughs> in the first place. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, I wouldn't recommend it. And, th- and those people I'm referring to had no experience. In gotcha. Gotcha. So you would recommend maybe if someone's to get into a multi-unit that's like eight plex or bigger, you'd say, Hey, go, go get with a sponsor, get with the partner instead of just trying to do it yourself. Yeah. To get with the partner, like in any situation, it's only going to help you grow. That's, that's what I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have all the money in the world, then you don't, you know, you don't really need a partner, but true. Um, also, well, I mean, I still think you do because you still, there's going to be uh, roles that you can't fill that someone else can fill. So I wouldn't be afraid to partner. So is there any any other gold nuggets you'd like to drop? Or is there any way, uh, yeah, any gold nuggets, anything else you'd like to drop for the people, for the painless wholesaling nation? Yeah, I, um, I think, uh, you know, wholesaling is a great way to, you know, like you said, get started. It's a great way to, you know, you could, you know, you could really scale that business as well. Um, so, you know, it take, I know Nathan has mentorship pro- programs and courses, uh, that are really good. So definitely take advantage of those and um, learn as much as you can. Just keep learning and learning. Maybe make a good money wholesaling. Maybe start buying some apartments on your own. See how that goes. If that's what you want to do, 
but don't stop the wholesaling. You know, you could always continue that. And, you know, so sure. I would say, you know, there's different uh, revenue channels to a real estate business. And if you have multiple, you know, in my opinion, the more successful you're going to become. I agree with you. So let me ask you this. Um, it, how can people reach out to you if they want to start or what, what would you like people to reach out to you for? Like, uh, you know, someone saw this and they're like, hmm, I like, I like this guy. I like what he does. What, sure. what would you want them to reach out to you about? Yeah. Um, so we have a, I have a book that's called like, it's an ebook. It's like how to leave your nine to five through financial independence. So uh, on our website, rednightproperties.com, and that's Red Knight with a K. Go mm -hmm. there, download that, read that. It has a lot of points I just mentioned uh, here. Once you get that book, you'll also get my email and basically all my social media. So uh, if you want to talk about anything in real estate, you know, uh, reach out to me. If you liked what you you know heard today or anything, feel mm -hmm. free to reach out. And um, but definitely get that book because at least you know gives you more in depth of what we do and kind of my story. And then uh, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Um, only thing I don't have is TikTok. And I, I have a feeling it might be banned soon. So. Yeah, man, that thing might be gone soon. Huh? <laughs> I was skeptical from the beginning. I said, oh, China's involved in this? I, I don't yeah. want yeah, I hear you, man. I, I was kind of like, I don't know where this is going to go. I, I'm not very heavy in TikTok. I do have it, but uh, we'll see. I guess we'll see, right? For sure. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. I think it's been awesome to learn from you. And I think we'll be continue to like network with each other and, uh, you know, provide value to each other's groups. I mean, I'd love to love to have you back and see what you're up sure. to in the next year to see, uh, you know, what business is looking like. But thanks for coming on. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess we'll I guess we'll catch you again next time, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Keep up the great work. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later, brother. Take care.